Hello, this is your boy Ocho, and welcome to the Health and Swell Podcast. Welcome back to another episode. So, today we got an awesome guest. Jess Kobus is a fitness guru, MMA fighter. And, well, you know, we got together and we decided, hey, let's just talk about health and nutrition like the two nerds on health and nutrition that we are. And we both share different dietary approaches. We both share different fitness approaches even. But one thing is for sure, one thing that we both could agree on is that, oh man, all kinds of birds around me. One thing we could both agree on is that um, it doesn't need to be so complicated to get your nutrition and your health in order, and this is a really good time to do it. So I hope you guys enjoy this podcast. It's going to be lit. Let me know what you think after it. Enjoy. Hey, Jess. What's up, man? Hey, how are you? I have not seen you since your graduation. Where, Yeah, yeah, honestly... It's been, what, what was that? Like, at least 15 years ago right now. <laughs> 15, yeah. It was like five like, years ago. Honestly, it feels like last year to me, but I think it's been three years maybe. I don't know time anymore. I don't know about know. you, but it, I know. it's just ridiculous. Have, um, have you, like, kept a good routine at all? Or have you just kind of been, like, doing the best you can and getting all over the place? Or, like, how's it been for you in terms of, like, you know, keeping on a good, like, steady routine like just in quarantine and everything yeah like in quarantine and everything um well I've been trying to keep to some sort of a routine I found it really hard at the beginning like I was really trying to like okay get up at a certain time breakfast workout you know like have some sort of a schedule throughout the day but I'm trying to just kind of go with the flow more now because I'm a very routine person and I get all out of sorts when I'm not in a routine so I'm trying to just adjust to this change and right. kind of be a little bit more easygoing and not feel like I need that structure to feel good kind of thing right. you know? so I totally of- understand that that's kind of like what I'm going through right now too I haven't been sleeping as well I'm not really sure why but I'm doing okay like I'm not not sleeping it's just like I haven't been sleeping as well um, I usually wake up at like 5am, but now I'm kind of waking up at like 6.37. So I guess you could say I'm like slacking. That's how I feel about it. You know? like, <laughs> like well, that's better than my 8.30 alarm. <laughs> yeah. You wake up really early too though, right? Like I've seen your Instagram stories. Like I've seen you wake up really, really early. So normally like when I'm working, um, at Equinox, like with clients and I see them in the morning, uh yeah, like I'm up at four thirty five most mornings. But Isn't it? I love it. I don't know if you like enjoyed it or. I do like it. I do. I'm a morning person for sure. I feel most productive and I feel most energized when I get up early. 
um, but maybe not quite that early. <laughs> like my yeah. ideal day would start at maybe 7 a.m. That's fair. That's know. awesome. Yeah, I mean, I haven't been hating it, waking up a little later. It's been okay. I, I like, actually, I'm getting, I'm trying to like go to bed still around the same time. And I'm like, because I'm like kind of not sleeping amazing, I feel like I'm like sleeping in a bit more when I wake up even in the morning. But mm-hmm. it's been fun. I mean, yeah, I think we got to do the best we can. You know, it's just also, you know, we should probably introduce yourself. So, I mean, like, usually the first thing that I say on the podcast is, like, who are you? Like, tell everyone who you are. Like, what's your, what's your deal? You know, what, what's your astrological sign? Tell us the story about when you were a child. You know, think you show up. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, I never know how to answer this question. It's kind um, of yeah, it's kind of you do what you want with it. Well, I don't know. I'm a small town girl, so grew up small town population around eight thousand. Went to school in the city in Ottawa for communications, and then did the move to Toronto, which is a whole other game, like compared to Ottawa, huge city um, to work in fashion, which is kind of what I always wanted to do or what I thought I always wanted to do um, until I actually started working in the industry. And it just, I don't know, it wasn't a right fit for me. I didn't feel like I was doing what I was supposed to be doing, but I still had no idea what that was. And yeah, I was kind of, I finished um, an internship and that's when I kind of fell into boxing and Muay Thai. And that's where I kind of found my place in life. I feel like I really fell in love with the sport. I fell in love with fitness, like sport and fitness have always been a part of my life growing up, but I never really thought of it as a career up until being in Toronto. I was like, wow, I can really make a living off of this. Like, why can't I do what I love and make money off of it? Why can't I make this my career? So that's, yeah. that's what I'm doing I now. That. I love that. So you're a fighter. You're like, you can, you, like, that's awesome. Like, I, honestly, I took one class of that. So I, I, I'm, that's impressive. Like, um, so what was, what was your first actual like experience with that? Like, how did you, what was the moment when you realized this is exactly what I want to do? Like, is there's one specific, match or or moment or like practice or something like that I feel like yeah I remember the exact moment so so my fiance talked me into going to a boxing class because his friend taught and I did not want to go like before starting the sport um I never wanted to do anything that made me feel uncomfortable or like I wasn't good so I just kind of avoided those things, but he really pushed me to go to this class. He's like, Jess, I know you're going to love it. So I ended up going and he was right. I just fell in love with it. And I remember the exact moment when I was, we were doing the finisher on the heavy bags. So I was like um, punching the heavy bag and we were supposed to go as hard and fast as we could. I'm sure it looked like a complete mess um, because it was my first time doing it. But in that moment, I remember feeling just so like, strong but so exhausted at the same time and challenged that I was like oh my god this is like what I've been missing in my life this is like I love this and then I did a few more classes got a little bit better at it and then I was like okay now I know this is what I want to do now I have to like 
I have to be the best or I have to show myself that I'm the best. So that's when I decided to compete. Yeah. So how long have you been competing now? Um, so I've been doing the sport like two and a half years and I did my first competition last March, 2019. Whoa. That's crazy. That's awesome. That's so cool. So what exactly, like I'm, I'm, I'm done with this. What is Muay Thai exactly? Like what separates Muay Thai from other martial arts? So Muay Thai is the art of eight limbs. So you have eight weapons, essentially your two fists, your two elbows, two knees, and your two shins. Right. And it's different from kickboxing. So a lot of people ask like, well, what's the difference between Muay Thai and kickboxing? And it's mostly the style, I guess, that you fight. And in kickboxing, they don't really have a ton of um, stand-up clinching. I'm not sure about elbows. But yeah, it's more so just like a style difference. Okay. Yeah. So, so similar to kickboxing then in some ways. Similar, like... yeah. Muay Thai is a little bit more rhythmic. You know, if you ever watch <laughs> Thai fights, they play this Thai music. Right. And they almost like fight to a rhythm. It's interesting. That is cool. So it's like more, that is cool. Yeah, no, I, like I took, there's this um, place in Montreal, I don't know if you know it, it was called like Underdog Boxing Gym. And my buddy and I did that once. We went to that. And we took a couple of the Muay Thai classes. And I remember being like, this is cool. I want to get into jujitsu, honestly. Uh, that's like, yes. I feel like that's, I, I, I don't want to be good or compete or anything like that. I just want to like learn how. Because I feel like that's that's a good one. I don't know if you have you ever done jujitsu. I've done a few sessions with my first coach, so he kind of did his thing was jujitsu and muay thai, but he was like my strength and conditioning coach. Anyway, we did a few jujitsu sessions, and it's awesome. Like I definitely want to do more of it um, down the road, but it's an amazing workout. Like you have to be in shape. If you're not in shape, it'll get you in shape. That's what I heard. Um, and it's one of those sports that because it's like it's a contact sport, but you're not taking blows to the head. So it's safe to do. Um, it's you know, a lot of people I think avoid um like striking and whatnot because it's not always safe. But jujitsu right. is a lot more safe in terms of like concussions and stuff. But People who do it, they get obsessed with it. Like, they love it. I mean, like, I just heard Joe Rogan talking about it all the time. I was like, yeah, I'm done with this. And then it's just like, it seems like all these really awesome people that I look up to do jujitsu. So I'm kind of like, you know, yeah, I'm going to try this. I really, I feel like it's something I want to try. Also, I feel like for me, with what I've been through, like, it'd be a challenge, like, a, even more of a challenge. So it's like, I want to oh. do anything that, that'll be, like, extra, extra hard for me, like, like I wanna, I wanna start practicing to like run again and do a marathon. That'd be like the sickest thing I could do, you know? Yeah, that would be awesome too. Have you, have you heard of David Goggins? David Doggins. I feel like I've Goggins. heard the name. Who? Yeah. Goggins. Oh, Goggins. Yeah, Goggins. I like that though. Goggins. That's cool. <laughs> Goggins. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I want to tell you a story. I I tell a lot of my guests this story that they've heard it. So. There's this guy named David Goggins, and he was this kind of like overweight, poor guy, had nothing really going through his whole life. But at one point, something snapped, and he's like, I want to become a Navy SEAL. So he went to Hell Week 
which is like this like very crazy training week for the SEALs. Failed, won again, failed, and then eventually, um, I believe he got in. Um, but he was still overweight, and he still wasn't like the person he wanted to be, so he decided, I'm going to run an ultra marathon. So he contacted people, said, Let, let's do this, let's run an ultra marathon. And then they're kind of like, well, you can't just run an ultra marathon, you have to qualify. And he's like, okay, well, what do I have to do? And he said, okay, there's this race, and it's how many laps can you run around a mile um, track in 24 hours? So he ends up doing like, and the goal was he had to get at least 100 miles. So he was doing real okay, like the first 40 laps, right? When he did this without training at all, he just decided to go run. So he did about 40, 50 laps, and then he was like, all right, this is fine. And then all of a sudden, he started going, and that's when like everything hit all at once. Like he couldn't like run anymore. Like his toes were like bloody. It's gonna get disgusting because he said like he sat down and tried to pee, and he was like peeing blood. And he was like shitting on himself and stuff. Wow. So then the girl, uh, I think it was his wife who was with him, was like, "Do you want to quit?" He said, "Hell no." He took some like Ritz crackers or whatever food he had, some sort of cracker, and he said to himself like, "You can't quit. You can't quit." And he ended up doing 120 laps, right? And it turns out he had broken feet. Wow. So yeah, it's insane. So now this guy has become like this motivational uh, speaker. He does, he finishes really high in these ultra marathons, but he's like insane. Like he wrote the record for most uh, pull-ups ever in like 24 hours, like over 3,000 he did or something like that. And then he wrote this book called Can't Hurt Me. And this guy, like to me, he defies everything that like everything that a human like you know you're supposed to get hurt. You're not supposed to be able to do things. If you're like injured, and this guy is just like, no, you can do it. And his whole thing is just kind of like mind over body. It's very interesting. Yeah. I love that, and yeah. it's so true. Like I feel like, um, like mental strength is just so huge. In um, what am I trying to say? Like you can really amaze yourself with what you can do if you really put your mind to it, and I know that sounds so cheesy and like no, I believe something that. way over said, but it's so true. Like, I actually believe like everything in our mind is every single idea we've ever had in this world started in, in someone's mind. Mm -hmm. Like it didn't, it, was, it didn't exist. It's not like the Empire State Building was there and someone just was like, okay, that's the Empire State Building. And someone thought I can build a building. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. whoever built the pyramids were like, we, we can build this pyramid. Like, yeah it's crazy um so you're also a personal trainer which is cool yeah. yeah how's that going during this time are you getting more like online clients or a lot of it is online um i've actually had it's funny during this time a bit of a shift between interest in there's still like a lot of interest in working out and whatnot but a lot more reach out in terms of nutrition really so, yeah, a lot of people are really trying to take care of themselves, nice. like inside out, and like really getting me, interested in. That makes nutrition. me happy. Yeah. Like, me too. Okay, so we'll talk a little science, but I won't bore you too much with this. But it's like they're actually showing that like metabolic dysfunction and like metabolic un like unhealthiness is like the number one comorbidity for getting really sick or dying of with COVID nineteen, right? Yeah. And I think that's kind of true with any disease, you know, like unfortunately like unhealthy people are are gonna get sick and it's just kind of like 
especially in the United States, there's like a study that came out. It's like 88% of the population is metabolically unwell. Wow. It's like only 12%. And it's like, you know, we need to kind of get some sort of herd immunity for this virus. We can't even do that really because like too many people are like, could get really, really, really sick from this. Mm-hmm. It's just really sad. But It is. And like, I kind of, um, it surprises me how much people don't know. Like, I think maybe it sounds silly, but I always kind of assume, you know, I try to be active on Instagram and like help educate, but sometimes I get in my own head and I think like, oh, people already know this. Like, this is so obvious. But then I'm talking to people in person and I'm like, right. wow, like, I forget that a lot of this information isn't oh. obvious. Well, I mean, like, you and I have completely different nutritional choices and lifestyles but one thing that I realized through my whole journey like with everything that I've gone through like with all the research all the experimentation I did mm-hmm. I think whole foods is like the most important thing yeah. like really avoiding those process like minimal degree I, I honestly I feel like that's just the most important thing like don't eat the shit as much as like obviously you're going to once in a while like yeah. everyone, everyone's normal and that's totally healthy it's just like mm-hmm. yeah it's it's like I don't know I, you don't have to ask for this, but I saw this article and I, I like the message of it, but it basically said like, it's okay to stress eat and gain weight during the quarantine. And I get what, like, I get that message about like, it's okay not to like get too hard on yourself if you're struggling with stress and everything. That's totally cool. But it's like, if you can like protect yourself from diseases and stuff by being like healthier, I don't know. I feel like, I'm hoping that, like, like what you said, like people are actually trying to get like their nutrition better. I'm hoping this is like a wake up, wake up call for people yeah. that that like their body matters. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so, I think I yeah I know what you mean. I think it's important to definitely take care of yourself and put your health first. But I feel like there's some people who like there's this whole new trend where people are getting obsessed with healthy eating. And I think yeah. if, if you feel yourself getting like stressed and anxious over the fact that, okay, you're not moving as much and you might be eating more and that like creates anxiety, then maybe, maybe it is okay to like step away from that like healthy obsession and just like chill out, you know, like, yes, it's okay to gain oh, stress eat. Yes. But but don't throw out your health, like don't throw your healthy habits out the window. It's still right. matters, you know? Yeah, totally. I think like balance really is key, especially like your mental health and all that. It's, so like, how do you eat? Like, like I mean, you don't have to give me like every meal, but like what's your general, your nutrition philosophy, I guess, for you? Like I know yeah. one thing I'll say is I noticed a lot of, like everybody is different. So it's like, you know, it's interesting. I don't really have, um, I don't have any dietary restrictions. I don't um, label foods as good or bad. Like I might say, you know, oh, that's bad for you. But I don't like label foods as like, oh, I can't have this. Right. Or I can have this. Um, and I don't have any allergies or whatever. So I I eat everything and anything. Everything. Is there- but I do... I am very health conscious. So like I do try, I'm very mindful of what I eat and I try to kind of get what my body needs while still eating 
what I feel like. So I right. do, and, and when I'm competing, I do track everything right. because um, I find it very helpful. And then I can manipulate small things like for my performance or for my weight going into competition. Like if I know, if I'm able to track, it's a lot easier to manipulate things. But right now, for example, I'm not tracking anything. Right. But I just know, like, I think because I'm very educated on food and nutrition, I don't need to, like, I'm just very aware and mindful. That's right. That's, that's cool. Um, there's a funny TikTok. And it's basically like a lot of people are doing it. It's like saying, so we're all under, we're all, we're all under this agreement, right? That calories don't count during quarantine. Like it's, um, yeah, it, it, it's, a, I don't know. I obviously think when, when you strip everything down, I mean, you can't argue against this, but calories in calories out works, but it's so fascinating what's happening like in the keto and carnivore community where it's like, some people, it seems like they're eating a lot more calories, like, and they should be getting weight, but they don't. And I think a lot of it has to be, like, with meat, when you eat meat, your body burns it more. So then your calories in, calories out, like, it's still, basically, when you eat meat, you burn more calories, like, protein. When you eat protein, you burn right. more calories, which is, like, thermo... What? Thermogenesis or thermogenic yeah. effect. Yeah, that's yeah, it. So that, yeah. But, yeah, it's... um. It's crazy. I do see that you sometimes you have a steak that you throw in there once in a while. And I got to be honest, Jess, like, I'm not going to say you're like a fitness influencer. I'm not trying to label you, but let's say you're in that space. And a lot of them, they all eat the exact same thing. It's just always like, this is my uh, kombucha smoothie, double green drink. Like, like. And, and I, I, I've said this like to my sister and like, I'll say this to you. I honestly feel like you're like the most authentic fitness influencer Aww. that I have on my Instagram. Really? Like, I, I, yeah, because all the other ones, like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be a jerk right now, but I don't like them. They're really, like, inauthentic, and I can tell. And then you look at them, and they're not, they're not working out like you do, man. Like, a lot of them are, like, they, they seem like they're about to collapse, and I'm not trying to be mean, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's other good ones, don't get me wrong, but, like, yeah. You, sh um, uh, you yeah, I dig, I dig your stuff. You're, like, uh, Thank you. Yeah. So you, you work your workout stuff. That that's what I want to talk about next. You're you're like you can do shit. I can, like insane. Like you are freaking killing it with like kettlebells and you work out like what six times a day or six times uh, a week. I mean, six, six times a week. Six times a day. Um, I was right. not anymore. Actually, I I don't know. You know, right now I'm working out. If you count cardio, I mean, I always count cardio because that is a workout, but workout. probably between three, three and five days. If I'm really feeling it, some weeks I'll do five days. If I'm not, it'll be three. Um, mm -hmm. Again, when I'm like training on a consistent schedule, like not during this time and like for competition, it's like between five and seven days a week. But right now I'm just chilling. I'm just like in a maintenance phase. Yeah. Enjoy. I've experimented. Here's, you might find this interesting. Uh, this is more in terms of like, I guess, muscle building, strength building, hypertrophy. But there's this um, doctor or scientist. His name is uh, Keith Barr, and he's doing this research on single sets of failures. So basically, you're doing 
insanely, insanely slow reps, like 30 seconds total, right? To always keep your muscles under tension. And mm -hmm. you're just doing until a complete failure one rep of certain exercises. And apparently, according to this guy's research, which is really fascinating, you can get the same um, hypertrophy, the same strength build, like as if you were working out like, you know, the three or five times a week split that a lot of, of us do, right? And it, they're really hard workouts. And I think the key for it is because every time you work out, there's, there could be like a lot of metabolic stress on your body. So mm -hmm. you can limit that to only doing like one workout a week and still get the same like results. Like obviously, I don't think it would work for like an athlete like yourself, right? Because you guys, that's like a whole different style of training, you know, for performance and everything. But, but yeah, I found that really, really interesting. I was like, what? Just people what's his name again? Keith Barr. Yeah. Yeah. He's doing the research side of it. There is this other guy named Doug McGruff who did a similar thing, but his workout program was, was with machines and it was really for like elderly people, you know, so that they okay. can keep like strong. But Keith Barr is doing like the actual science behind it. It's interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I'll have to do some reading on it. Yeah. I, I was like, I, it all, I, it all has something to do with like, you know, like hit workouts there and like, let's say Tabatas or stuff like that, mm -hmm. like quick workouts and people will say like, Oh, I'm going to do a quick workout. But like, if you're actually doing a hit workout or like a Tabata or anything like that, high intensity workout, like, you know, those are not easy. Those are insanely yeah. hard. Yeah. Like it might be four minutes, but like if you're really going at it with the Tabata, it's just like, it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you can't last much longer than, than that short amount of time usually. Yeah. No, that's crazy. Um, but yeah, no, it's very interesting stuff. So what self do you usually do? What, what do I do? What sort I, of parts, yeah. Well, yeah, sure. I, right now, this is what I got. All I got is, well, I got a smaller kettlebell, but I got like this kettlebell right here. Nice. And that's, and then I do, I do, I've been doing yoga like every day. That's actually been really good. Um, in the sense like, it's, I think it's helping me a lot, even with my balance and stuff, which is really cool. Yeah. So I really want to keep doing yoga, like, for like another, like an actual full year and then keep going and doing that. Do you do yoga as well? You know what? I wish I, I wish I would do it more. Sometimes I feel like I don't have the patience for it, which is just right. normal. Um, I love yoga. I always well, feel great after it. I've seen videos of you doing it. Right, you've done that on your Instagram though. You've I, done some yoga poses. Yeah, and I, I really like it for mobility and whatnot. Um, but I feel like I'm just the more I learn about like how the body works and how it moves and my sport, I feel like right. yoga isn't top priority for me. Totally, although, I understand. although it's great to do and I do enjoy it. I, I totally um, feel that. Yeah. Usually when I'm training, it's like kind of low on my priority list. But for example, right now, it's something that I almost just don't think of it, but I right. do enjoy it. Like I, I would like to do it more. Yeah. I, uh, I'm surprised I got into yoga, to be honest, but I always have an interest for it. And then I, I realized like when you do it like pretty much every morning, that's when you really see the benefits. Like otherwise it's just like, you know, it's cool. How about meditation? Do you ever meditate? Um, I got into it around this time last year, actually, and I really liked it. I was kind yeah. of 
not hesitant to try it, but sort of before I kind yeah. of learned. I read this book and I liked this girl's approach to it. And it was less about like trying to clear your thoughts and more about like just being present and focusing on your breathing. What was the book? I think it was called. Is it What's Her Face? I know. I think I know what you're talking about. Um, stress Less, Accomplish More or something like that. Yeah. Do you remember the author's name? I think I know what you're talking about. There's like this woman and she started this like meditation club or something. And I don't know if it's her, but. Uh, anyway, this yeah, book is awesome. So I tried her, Emily Fletcher. Emily, yeah, that's it. Emily yes. Fletcher. Yeah, she's cool. Uh, I loved her approach. So I, I was consistent with it for a while, and I actually find it very helpful in learning how to center myself during stressful times. Um, I got out of the practice, though, lately, and yeah. I find it hard to get back into I'm currently yeah. living with my parents. <laughs> well, honestly, like, it's 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 like a personal thing, right? Like, when you need it, you'll you'll get it back, and then it's like, you know, sometimes I'll go I'll go like days where I don't meditate. It just kind of like comes and goes. It's interesting. So you've, you've done it. I'll, I'll ask you this. I don't know why, but what what's your thoughts on psychedelics? Like, have you ever like you don't have to say if you've ever done it or not, or you can just say your thoughts on like. Have you ever looked into like you know mushrooms and ayahuasca and like all that stuff? Um, not really, but I have heard. Like I know a lot of people who have, and right. I, I don't see anything wrong with it personally. Reason, if, yeah, the reason why I'm asking you is because I feel like it's infiltrating the fitness space. It's becoming like a health thing now. I I noticed that like it's sort of becoming more healthy like thing to do yeah. like microdosing LSD microdosing like mushrooms like all the fitness people are doing it I'm like oh okay that's interesting <laughs> I know it, se it seems way out there but I think it's very slowly gonna become normalized a bit kind of like weed but yeah, well, um yeah I don't I mean I don't see anything wrong with it if it's not being abused yeah um, I agree I, with that I've I know it became popular too with this whole Goop Lab thing on Netflix. Oh, God, is that freaking... Have you seen that? Is that Gwyneth Paltrow? <laughs> so like, there was an episode on it. I don't even think I saw the whole thing, but I think it opened a lot of people's eyes who weren't normally like into that sort of thing. Yeah. And you're like, oh, maybe it's like... Are you a fan of Gwyneth Paltrow? Like... Um, I like her. I don't know a whole lot about her. Yeah, no, I, I just know she has, like, she, she like, released this, like, freaking candle, and it's, like, this candle smells like my vagina, and it's just, like, she does really weird stuff. And, you oh, know, what, like, remember the celery juice cleanse? Remember yeah. that thing? Yeah, yeah, like, she had that guy on the, on the, on her, like, show or something, and, like, yeah. I, I think drinking celery juice is definitely not bad for you. It probably has some good stuff, but he was, like, saying it would, like, cure all these, like, cancers and stuff, so it's just, like, mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, I don't know about that kind of stuff, but I just watched Contagion on Netflix, which is the pandemic movie. Oh, is it good? I, I don't know. Like, it's it's scary how how much it's like what's going on right now. Like, yeah. like even where like what the CDC says in the movie. So I mean, like, it's good though. I mean, it's like 
Well, Gwyneth Paltrow dies right away. Sorry, a little spoiler. But she's like the first person who dies. So it's like a great start. And then, and then like, you know, who else is in it? Lawrence Fishburne's in it. Um, a lot of good actors and actresses. You should check it out. Have yes. you watched Tiger King? I have. Oh, God. I have not. I'm scared to watch it. What do you think? I'm asking everyone, like, what do you think? Should I watch it or... I think it's entertaining, but I'm yeah. entertained by a lot of stupid stuff. Like, <laughs> so, I think it's entertaining, and that's about it. Like, I don't think you're alone on that. Like, I'm sure it looks actually like I saw the preview. It looks really funny. I just, I have this problem, Jess. Okay, so I can't. I don't like starting Netflix shows because then I know, like, unlike a movie, like if I start, I'm like, okay, I just have to finish the movie, and then I'm done with that. I can go onto my next commitment. But like with a Netflix show, if I start it, then I'm like, oh shit, that means I have to finish it. Right. So I mean like, clearly I'm gonna have problems in relationships. In and it's a, and it's a long commitment. Yeah, I, don't I have a commitment issue apparently, but yeah. So, um, okay, so one last thing I wanna talk about because you did something that as, I guess for a while I, I discovered my sensitivity to vegetables and how I ended up doing like a carnivore diet. And now I've like, you know, found my own like style or whatever but mm-hmm. you did like a vegan experiment right you went vegan for a bit a short vegan experiment for one week yeah how did that go i'm, 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 I'm curious no um, disrespect to vegans from right from um it was an experiment i just was totally curious about um i knew doing it only for a week i wouldn't notice much changes like, I think right. anybody who has been vegan for a while would say you need to give it way longer than a week. Um, and that's understandable. But I just wanted to see, like, I don't know if I would be into it or not. Mm. Um, I found I found it really forces you to eat healthier because if you want junk food, you have to put in the time to, like, make, like, make it. You can't just go right. and buy, like, a chocolate bar. Oreos, like you or, only Oreos, yeah. So it forces you to eat cleaner, but yeah. if if you're trying a vegan diet because you want to lose weight, like I wouldn't buy into it for that. Like it, it wouldn't necessarily help with that. There's tons of like high calorie options for vegans. Yeah. That's not yeah. that. But um, I I did notice I was bloated all the time from all the fiber. Yeah. Um, I did find the diet really filling actually, probably because all the fiber, right? Yeah, all the vegetables and legumes, it's roughage, and well, yeah. that's the whole thing. Like, what I realized when doing this carnivore, just did like I had Crohn's disease, I had all these gut issues, which obviously leads to why a lot of these vegetables have anti nutrients in them, like, mm-hmm. they don't want to be eaten. But the thing is, like, humans have to eat vegetables, have to eat plants, or else we would have died if we didn't kill an animal, let's say, right? Yeah. So it's like, for a lot of people, they can't digest plants. And I think it's like, when you're only eating it, like you look at vegans, they actually get really, really bad, like gut problems because it's just so much fiber, so much like indigestible stuff for the body, right? Because our bodies have like bacteria that digest the yeah. vegetables, which is, what, which is like good for, for us, like, but yeah. Yeah, it's funny uh, because before I started it, like I always heard people say like, you know, it helps with your bloating and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, no. 
Not for me. Not for uh, me. I'm look. I can't say it, everybody, but like I've been doing research on this whole thing now, and it's not even a carnivore bias anymore because like I'm not full carnivore anymore. Like, I got kind of bored with it, so I started mm-hmm. adding like you know fruit, like low sugar fruit, berries, squash, like whatever I I can digest well, you know. Like mm-hmm. I added in just for a little variety, but really, it's really looking like Jess. You know how it's like fruits and vegetables are like the healthy, you like how vegan became like this thing. Yeah. Dude, it's all about the protein and the animal foods. Like that's where yeah. you're getting all like the nutrients and stuff. And then like, mm-hmm. like the veggies are, are good because one, it fills you up. Like you said, it does have vitamins and minerals, all that stuff too. But it's just like, it blew my mind when I realized like how much better I felt just eating like steak all yeah. the time. Like, it's crazy. But so what made you want to try that? Like, um, what okay. did you kind of make the shift? So this is how it happened. So I, I went keto to lose weight when my ex broke up with me, like, two and a half years ago. So yeah. I was like, I, well, I was like, I'm going to show her. So I started working out, researching ways to lose weight because I got pretty big. And then mm-hmm. uh, I started intermittent fasting and found out my mom was doing keto. So I did the keto. I lost, like, 60 pounds in, like, six months because it's really quick with keto, right? Yeah. Basically, I was insulin resistant, so I couldn't – and I had gut problems. So basically, I was couldn't use – I wasn't metabolically flexible, so I couldn't, like, actually use fat for fuel, all that mm-hmm. stuff. So I did the keto. It worked really well. Then I kind of hit a plateau, and um, during this time, this was um, – I gained a lot of the weight from the first surgery being in the hospital and like eating like shit. I gained like four pounds more in the hospital. But um, when I knew I was gonna do the second surgery and I have to do like rehab again, I started doing a lot of research and I found this book called The Quiet Paradox by Dr. Gendry. And it was kind of like this, not really keto, but like a little more plant-based, all this research about how like too much protein is bad for you. So yeah, I went on this diet and I started buying like organic everything, like very clean. So the first two months I was like, yeah, this is a sick diet. I was eating for like lunch, like just this big bowl of like greens and veggies and stuff like that. I was having like tons of fat and olive oil and having like um, certain types of like fibers for my gut bacteria. It was like, it was an interesting diet and not that much animal foods or meat. But then all of a sudden, like two months in, like I'd be, in my bed not being able to like get out of bed and be like what the hell is going on like like i i was fine but i just was like like depression right Mm -hmm. and then and then all of a sudden i started noticing like i got like like you know what candida is yeah yeah so i got like a formed as a rash and it smelled like on my armpit and i'm like what the hell is this and then i started noticing like some stomach discomfort a little bit of SIBO really bad history like every time i ate it was like I was having like an allergic reaction. So I'm like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. I'm like, well, it's obviously not my diet because I'm eating like so healthy, right? So I'm like, right. okay. Um, then this, who's, he's, I actually work for him now. He's like my boss now. But this guy did a podcast mm-hmm. a long time ago. And he straight up like started talking about the carnivore diet. And I heard about it being like, well, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Like you can't not eat vegetables, but he started talking and he like was giving science and talking like, if you eat like, you know, liver and all the organs, which are like really, really super like nutrient dense, you can get all the vitamins and minerals that you can get from eating like more balanced diet. 
and a lot of people that have gut issues do well in it. So I'm like there, and I'm just like, you know what? Fuck it, I'll do it. I'd already started eating like organ meats. Um, so anyway, I started doing it, and then within like a week, like like my I was depression was like seemed to be gone. Like a week after that, the candida started going away, and then like then it was crazy, Jess. Like then I started noticing like ADHD problems getting better. Like my mental health has just been like insanely different. So clearly, what I think it is is people that have gut problems do really well on, the, on like these carnivore diets because it kind of eliminates like it's like an elimination diet. You know what I mean? Right. And then now that I, my gut's healed a bit more, like I'm adding in some stuff. But I know for me personally, like I can't, I can't eat kale, I can't eat spinach, I can't eat any of the greens. Which is funny, right? Because that's like the healthy vegetables, you know, for right. a lot of people. So yeah, that's that's pretty much it. And now it's like, like I switched it up a bit, but pretty much I eat like mostly meat, mostly okay. animal foods, meat, uh, a lot of eggs, uh, you know. But I usually just eat the yolks. I don't always eat the whites. Sometimes those are a little. And I eat like raw dairy, raw dairy like Parmesan Reggiano. I don't know if you know what that is. That's the best cheese ever. Like, that's another thing. Like, getting, like, you know, cheese from the grocery store, like, you know, the, uh, the ones that are, like, there's tons of them in the aisle, like the cheap cheddar or whatever like that. Yeah. And that's not that good for you. But if you're getting, like, a quality, like, raw cheese imported from Europe, that's, yeah. like, all the fat soluble vitamins. It's, like, so good for you. And it's not like you're going to freaking, like, I'll eat Parmigiano Reggiano and, I'll, like, I'll eat a, a bit. But it's not like I'm going to take, like, a big chunk of that and just, like, start right going to town right. it's so it's so filling like you have a bit you're like it's good you know? mm-hmm. so yeah that's that's it that's my story it's so interesting i yeah. see like your post of your food and i i want to do more research on the carnivore diet because i find it really interesting i will say one thing jess mm-hmm. if you ever wanted to experiment with it don't go full full way because unfortunately when you do do it full, full way you have like about like a month where your body gets used to like not having like the vegetables. So you get like really bad diarrhea apparently. I didn't have to deal with that because I didn't eat keto. But what I would suggest you doing is just start eating more steak. Man. Just start the, the, <laughs> yeah. Just job. like slowly. Okay. But I mean, it's like I said earlier, I'll say one more thing. Like, man, whole foods, like, and that people that are already healthy, like, you know what I'm hoping, Jess? I'm hoping after this is all said and done, we, we'll, there won't be like carnivore diet will be the last of the diet that we hear about yeah like I, I want i want that to be done like we yeah. don't i think it's it messes people up like if you restrict things if you you know they're just not like all the fad diets they're just not sustainable and people yeah people usually come to realize after however much time they need and then yeah. and they're like yo i just realized you know balance is key and yeah yep. like yeah, I know I've, I've been enjoying adding fruits and stuff, and like you know, I eat what I know makes me feel good, so yeah. I, I'll eat that. Like I, I'm okay that I can't eat kale. It's fun. Like, right, like, exactly. It's, like, <laughs> it's whatever. It's whatever. Okay, no. so here's the last question for you, Jess, and sure. um, let's see if you can answer it. Um, so it's called like my whole brand is called Health and Sweat because like you didn't know me too well before I got into like really into health and nutrition and stuff, but I used to be like the guy that go to the student bar a lot and party a lot. So I was always just, it's still my personality, but now it's like I'm the geek that wants to talk about like 
bioavailability of protein and stuff like that. So the health and swell podcast is like my two personalities, like health and then swell, just like my overall mantra for life. So the question I'm asking you is, what is your definition of the swell life? Like what's your like life swell, I guess, if that makes sense. For me? Yeah, for you. Oh God, that's a tough question to answer on the spot. I know. That's why, that's why I always do it. I just like, yo, figure it out. <laughs> okay. So, hmm, how do I even answer this? I feel like things that I need in my life, the idea of like a health and swell life are, um, I need to be surrounded by the people I love always. Cool. Um, you know, taking care of yourself from the inside out, making yourself feel good, you know, eating healthy, exercising regularly, um, but also making sure you have that time and space in your life for the things you love. So for me, that's like, that's a bit of adrenaline. I like to do things that are scary, that scare me. And yeah, so if I can have a life where I can do what I love, the health and fitness thing and Muay Thai, because for me, that's just that kind of like completes me, I feel like with the challenges, the adrenaline, the discipline, everything. I don't know. I feel like that's the health and swell life. Awesome. I love that. That's great. You guys said that really well. Honestly, most people are like, oh, no. Yes. <laughs> that's Honestly, what I feel Thanks so much. We'll definitely do this again sometime. That's freaking awesome. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. Thanks, Justin, for having Stay me. Stay safe. Stay safe. I right, don't let the Rona get you. <laughs> Bye. Bye. I really, really enjoyed talking to Jess there. It's really good to get together with another uh, health nerd. And just talk about the stuff. And it's cool that she asked me about the carnivore diet and all of that. And that she's going to do research. It was really cool hearing about everything she went through, you know. Um, with um, her story getting into MMA. How she ended up being in a small town moving to Toronto. It was just all real cool stuff. And again, I want to reiterate. I would really, really hope that moving forward, like I said in the podcast, the carnivore diet will be the last of these fad diets. And that we can get into a more approachable a more sustainable a less complicated with less misleading information being thrown around there when it comes to health and nutrition it doesn't need to be so complicated so thanks for listening again guys go check me out on my social medias at health and swell on tiktok uh on instagram you can go check out my twitch go check out all that stuff and then if you really want to support this podcast become a patron www.patreon.com forward slash health and swell all right guys until the next episode stay swell